Hey everyone, it's Harper. Just a quick note about this episode before we hop into it. We originally only thought there were three miscellaneous 1994 projects we were going to talk about, but it turned out there were four. So there's going to be a point towards the end where it cuts to us talking about the fourth project, Floundering. Just wanted to give you a heads up, because we say three projects about a hundred times throughout the episode, and it's really four. So that's all. Uh, Thanks for listening. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it, I feel it. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. And we should have a podcast. What? <laughs> okay. Welcome to a very special episode of Hawkeyes. Uh, Today, we are talking about a variety of Ethan Hawke's miscellaneous 1994 projects in which he had somewhat smaller parts. And who are we? Oh, I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Hawkeyes. Kaka. Kaka. Um, yeah, so... Basically, when we were going through and looking at all the projects, I really just looked at all of his films and stuff. I just uh, looked at the names and just put them all on a spreadsheet. But then when I looked a little further into it, I realized that there were a few things where I didn't think we could do a whole episode about it. So those three things are Quiz Show, White Fang 2, The Myth of the White Wolf, and the music video for the Juliana Hatfield 3's Spin the Bottle. And are these all from the same year? Yes, these are all from 1994. The year of our birth. Cool. Isn't it? Isn't it the year of our birth? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, uh, you said cool. I was saying, isn't it? Like, isn't that cool? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Well, just so you guys know, we didn't take notes on any of these things. So we're just, you know... Wheeling and dealing, we're free, we're loose. Yeah. And that's that's what we're doing today. No guest. That's the tea. That sure is the tea. Um yeah, just just the two of us, but getting back to our roots today. But you know what? We can make it if we try. Yes. That's true. So which should we start with? Oh, I thought we would just, like, check in and be like, hey, how you doing? It's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah, just the two of us. It's been a while. When is the last time we recorded an episode of this podcast? An episode of this podcast? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, it has been a while because we took almost two weeks off. I think this is, like, maybe two weeks, one and a half, two weeks. Crazy. What a bunch of slackers. Yeah. Ooh, we took a lot of time off. How much? Well, the last episode we recorded was uh, like three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, almost. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, just getting back into the groove of it. You we know? sure are. Just feeling the like microphones and the like vibrations. 
Mm-hmm. Just sounds and stuff. Yeah. It's super cool. So cool. Um, what have we been up to? Let's just, let's just, yeah, let's check in. Mm, what have I been up to? Uh, I went to uh, uh, Reno, Nevada. Mm. And then I went to Lake Tahoe. Nice, fun trip. Group group trip with family. Mm-hmm. Field trip. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Saw a bear. Saw some snow in July in the mountains. Crazy. It's pretty wild. I haven't seen snow in uh, 23 years. Really? True fact, yeah. I've seen hail. Yeah, because it hailed in L.A. before. Well, no, I haven't seen hail in L.A. before. Oh, where'd you see hail? When we were in, in the Island. Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you said Rhode Island like that. I've been one time, and it was, like, in May. <laughs> I know, but you're just, like, oh, sorry. You're just, like, you know, free-spirited Rhode Islander. Just because I want to live in Rhode Island, you know, yeah. doesn't make me... A certain what kind do of you, way. What do you call people from Rhode Island? Is it Rhode, Rhode Islanders? Islanders? Yeah. What do you call people from New Hampshire? White. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's mean. There are people of all ethnicities in New Hampshire, I'm sure. I don't know about all ethnicities. <laughs> At least some. Yeah. Different shades of white. <laughs> um, groovy. Yeah, what have you been up to? Um, well, I, what have I been up to? Well, we've been watching Big Little Lies. I feel like I want to talk about that a little bit. Anyway, um, I love doing the noises from that song. Did you ever want it? Did you want it bad? I thought maybe because I had a cold, I'd be able to do that, his voice, but it's very difficult. Yeah, it is hard. He has a very He's very voice. talented, Michael Kiwanuka. Yeah. He's great. Um, there's a, I feel like I've really hassled you about this in the past, but there's a really good Song Exploder episode about his song, um, what is, which song is that? Uh, Black Man in a White World. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good episode of that show, and I really like that song a lot. Yeah, I uh, he has a new so- single out too with Tom Mish called Money, and it's like a kind of a funky Tom Mishy jam, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you know Tom Mish? No, I don't think so. He makes like kind of like poppy, funky soul music. Mm-hmm. He's British. Mm-hmm. You know. Like this yeah. kind of shoulder motion that yeah. Jonathan the is, audience um, can't hear. Yeah, he's like wiggling his see. shoulders. Audience like, can't see. Almost like a shimmy, but like a slow shimmy. Yeah, so that's how Tom Mish's music sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear your uh, your headphone cord tapping oh, no. on the table. Well, just because you were shimmying. You were some excited um, movement. How's um, that? It's good. Yeah, so Big Little Lies, Adam Scott this season is yeah, so good. really good. He's really good. Um, also, yeah, I just have really been loving what they did with the show. Like, I think that they could have ended at the end of season one and that it would have been, like, a kind of perfect capsule, like, miniseries. Um, but sure. And I really kind of resented that they were doing a season two mm-hmm. in the in-between period. But now that it's out, I'm really loving it. 
Yeah, it's good. Um, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do a Meryl Streep impression? No, not at all. I have such doubt. I have such doubt. That's not how she says it, though. How did she say it? Like I said like it. Like you said it? <laughs> yeah. Like she like exclaims that uh-huh. she has such doubt. What other what other Meryl Streep movies has she what other movies has she done that we could do impressions uh, of? Uh, what's that one where she plays Julia Child? Julie and Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I don't do know that. what the quotes from that movie would be. Yeah, I don't either. Choose my child. How could I? Is that your impression of Sophie's, Sophie's choice? choice? Yeah. That's awful. Which one do I choose? <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That's so bad. You know, we watched that movie and we were all very upset by it. I can't believe I'm going to get canceled over this. Yeah, we watched that with um friend of the show, Lauren Bresnahan. Yeah, who, by feels this like a Lauren point, Bresnahan movie. Yeah, well, by this point, no, wait. should we say that Lauren is no longer in Los Angeles with us? I was going to say is no longer with us, but that makes it sound like she's dead. It makes it like, sound like I'm you're like, going to kill her, yeah. Like I'm predicting her death. By this point, she'll be no longer with us yeah no but by this point she'll it'll be, be a dark and rainy night may, no it won't be because it's, it's the summer still but she'll be in spokane so lauren we miss you yeah thanks for thanks for being a, a friend and a guest on our show thanks for the memories Thank thanks you for fr being a friend. the memories you know like uh what's that thanks band? for the memories by fallout Fall boy, boy. I was about to say Panic at the Disco. I was about to get canceled by a different thanks for the Twitter memories. subset. Thanks for the Can memories. you imagine if I got canceled by if Panic got... at the Disco fans? I don't know. Are there that many of them left? Ooh. I think when they shed when they shed um, members the of the mark? band. Oh. No, okay. yeah. I thought you meant when they shed the exclamation mark. Yeah, well. Maybe it's just maybe from now on it should be Panic question mark at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Mild concern at the Disco. <laughs> I'm drinking some tea right now, but it's really hot, so I'm not quite ready for it. Speaking of disco, in Big Little Lies, they had a disco-themed party, mm-hmm. which is like, hmm. Because it was for the kids. Yeah. The kids were having disco-themed parties. Yeah, but like, it kind of feels, kids? it feels so Renata, though, to do That's that. Because she's like, you know, she is, she is not really in touch with the childish needs or interests of her child, you know? That's true. She thinks about herself mostly... Yeah. Except for uh, this week. Well, I mean, that was also about her, but you know. Yeah. But she she did something nice for Annabella. That's true. Oh, um, maybe we should talk about Senespia. Oh, yeah. Because we did that while we were gone, while yeah. we were on our yeah, semi-hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We went to see... So Senespia, if you're not from the Los Angeles area, is an outdoor movie screening event that happens at hollywood forever cemetery and um we went to see reality bites at Senespia at hollywood forever that's true and we got to meet some now fans of the show yeah hopefully by the time this episode comes out yeah so we went and we printed out a whole bunch of mini flyers who were designed by designed by friend of the show kelsey dodge taylor kelsey taylor kelsey dodge taylor one of those She's still K Dodge Design on Instagram. Okay, so the designer. Yeah, the designer Kelsey Dodge, Kelsey but Dodge. soon to be. The... I think she's gonna change to Kelsey Taylor. Okay, well that's her choice. That is her choice. 
Um, the reason why we're confused is because she got married, if yeah. that's not clear. Yeah, I don't know. when else do you just randomly change your last name? I don't know. You People can do if it. you People want to, it. yeah. yeah if you, like, you know, hate your family and want yeah. to start a new life, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so so, so Kelsey designed these posters for us. Yes, she did. For us. Also, can I just humble brag about how I'm um, an ordained minister and how I officiated their wedding? Yeah. You should throw up the... Um, if anyone in the Los Angeles area is looking for someone to officiate their wedding, I'll do it for a fee. What's your fee? Two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. Not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. You should uh, you should throw up that uh, illustration she did on the gram. Yeah, I will. I'm planning on it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, Sinespia. Yeah, so Sinespia was fun. Um, we went to I think a little closer to when we well I guess by this point we will have already dropped the Reality Bites episode, but we went and there was a um, fun photo opportunity where they recreated um, the living room set basically. And so we took a picture there and that was a good time. Um, we also got to talk to a whole bunch of people about the show and, um, we met some other people with podcasts while we were there and we met a lot of Ethan Hawke fans, you know, it just felt like a really good place to find people who might be interested in an Ethan Hawke podcast. Yeah, and we sat on the grass and watched the movie, and the bugs uh, just swirled around our heads. Yeah, there were a lot of bugs that night. Uh, but it was fun to see Reality Bites with other people and see how they reacted to things. Yeah, definitely, because there were some pro-Troy people out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 which I was, like, not having. Yeah. The second time I watched it, I was like, yep, still a dick. Yeah, but everyone in our group, I think, was pretty, pretty much on the same page. Yeah, I mean, there were some people that were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there were some fun call-out moments, I think, from the crowd where in that big end scene where he's, you know, they're having that declaration of love. Yeah. uh, Someone just yelled out, he fucking loves you. (laughs) And everyone laughed. That was fun. That was funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting crowd of people. It was like pretty mixed, I feel like. Yeah. A lot of different ages and whatnot. Yeah, so I think that's really what's been going on with, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been doing anything. Oh, I went to, oh, I went to my parents' place. Oh, I saw Shawn Mendes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing to talk about. I went to the Shawn Mendes um, concert at the Staples Center, and it was the same night as that pretty big earthquake, and so that, um, Alessia Cara opened for him, and she was great. And then she went off, and then there was that period in between her and Shawn Mendes, and during that period, there was, like, it was, like, a minute-long earthquake. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't in town at the time. Yeah, so basically, like, the entire Staples Center was kind of, it was, like, rolling, because most major buildings in LA, I think, are on structures that, like, roll through an earthquake instead of... Instead of shaking because it's, you know, more structurally sound. That yeah, way. I've been to the Science Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Not everyone who's listening is from California. I feel like people it's from true. outside of California aren't as, like, Don't know how educated about. buildings work. Yeah. So, yeah, so we were rolling. And so at first it was, like, what's... Is is something happening right now? Am I having a... Like, I think everyone had the same... Am I just kind of having vertigo right now thought? And then the, the chatter in the in the Staples Center just kind of slowly increased until people were talking at a very loud volume. Everyone, like 15,000 people, were talking at a pretty loud volume. And so some people did leave, but most people stayed. 
and it was just pretty wild because there's a big screen do you remember when we saw kanye west for Jesus? yeah that like circular slanted screen thing he had? Yeah, yeah 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 so it was like that i kind of feel like sean mendes bought it from kanye west for the tour <sighs> but um it was like one of those things and it was hanging and so you could see it like rocking back and forth it was Jeez. yeah it was really scary he also had this giant rose uh-huh. that was hanging and that also was rocking pretty dramatically crazy but anyway it was it stopped i what i walked out um to buy like where the concessions were i did see a guy from the fire department walking around so i was like all right like someone's here yeah um then i went back and then sean mendes started and he didn't even say anything about it wow yeah i kind of like that seemed weird to me i feel yeah. like that seems like a thing you should say like hey guys thanks for sticking it out through the earthquake yeah maybe he didn't even notice Maybe he was hitting a bonk. Sean Mendes? Yeah. Little sweet BB Sean Mendes? Hitting <laughs> the bong? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say about going to your parents' place? Oh, yeah. I went to my parents' place and then we watched We watched a couple movies. Oh, we watched Anatomy of a Murder. Sure. Which um, I had never seen before and that was really good. It was kind of felt like, I don't know, like I think that if it were made today, it would have been a mini series. You know, kind of felt in the same style as, like, uh, well, I mean, older. But, like, it informed a lot of court dramas that we have now, like the People versus O.J. Simpson. Uh-huh. Like, that kind of style. Um, so that was good. And then I watched The Last Summer with my dad. Uh, my mom left, so we were able to watch this stupid teen movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was really good. It was kind of like Valentine's Day or love actually or something but with teens the summer before college i feel like in the next uh two months like every podcast in la recorded this week is gonna have some 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 chatter about the earthquake oh yeah i was listening to good christian fun this morning because it's Mm -hmm. a wednesday podcast and i don't know why i had to say that i could listen to it whenever i want um, but anyway, so I was listening to that, and they were talking about their earthquake experience too. They were at, um, they were somewhere watching um, Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. and um, Caroline on that show had a very funny thing prepared because she has a segment called "Wonderful Smarvelous," mm-hmm. or no, it's called it's called uh, "Marvelous Mrs. Ely," but then they play "Wonderful Smarvelous," you know that song, you know that song. No. It's wonderful. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was very funny. I would definitely recommend checking out the episode of uh, Good Christian Fun about Hezekiah Walker for okay. a good for a good earthquake story from Caroline Ely. Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then also, I guess I'll just say that I've been listening to Spermcast, because that really is what's been going on with me. Mm-hmm. Like, while you were out of town... I was home just for, like, half a day. I was just lying in bed listening to Spermcast. Like, I had headphones in for no reason. I was by myself at home, just in bed listening to Spermcast. It was really good. Everyone should go check it out. Season 3 just dropped. The first episode of Season 3 just dropped, and I am halfway through it. Um, It's a great show, and I'm really inspired by Molly Hockey and her journey and her willingness to share that journey. Nice. Yep. So should we get into uh, some Ethan Hawke content? 
Yeah, so did we say which movies we were watch- we watched this week? I did, but we could we should recap because that was like 20 minutes ago. That was yeah, 21 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, 14 to 50 seconds. Okay. I'll have a really good internal clock, clearly. I sure do. So we watched Quiz Show. Yeah. Directed by Robert Redford. Yeah. And I felt really quizzed. White Fang 2, directed by Ken Olin. And Juliana Hatfield's three music video, Spin the Bottle, directed by... I don't know. Did Ethan Hawke direct it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't asking these questions with, like, like I knew. I can look it up. Um, oh, it's directed by Ben Stiller. He directed the... Uh, music yeah, video? Ben, yeah, Ben Stiller, who directed Reality Bites. Yeah, this video is, like, kind of a tie-in to yes. the movie, so... Yeah. Um, does the video... Did all these things come out the same year? Did I already ask that? Yes, they all came out in 1994, the year of our birth, which is also why I thought it would be good to group oh, them together. Right. Yeah. Are you right? Are you here? Are you I with was, me? Are I'm, you present? I'm present. I'm present. Are you sure? Present. Okay. Did you say here, or like in elementary school, did you say here or did you say present? Oh, uh, depended on how I was feeling. Really? Yeah. I guess that's reasonable. I don't know which one I did. I think I might have done probably present i feel like here is like i'm just here and present is like present i'm I'm here and you i want you to know that i'm here you know yeah present is for like overachievers yeah it's like we get it yeah or people that are being annoying you know no like i don't know i felt like boys said present a lot like (laughs) annoying boys present you know that's my impression of an elementary school boy. Yeah. They were mostly annoying. They were mostly annoying? No, I don't think that's true, actually. Only a few I think middle somewhere. school is when they get bad. Yeah. No, def- 100% middle school is bad, but... Yeah. Okay. So the movies we watched, the things we watched, should we start with Quiz Show? If you want. Sure. Great. So Quiz Show is a film. Yeah. <laughs> directed by robert redford i don't think we really need to recap the movie i think we could just do like a yeah not like a in-depth recap but like we could just you know say what it's about yeah so it's basically about it's a real event that happened yes this is quiz show on nbc called 21 called 21 yes and there was a guy on it that was the reigning champion he was played charles van doren played by rafe fines Yes, but, but the other guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, Herb John, Stemple. Yes, there you go. Played by... Um, John Tachero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. I'm going to reiterate that we really did not take notes this week. We watched two movies and a music video and took notes on none of it. John Turturro. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. He... Um, he plays the reigning champion, and the ratings are sort of going down uh, mm-hmm. over his his reign. And the... well, no, they don't. They weren't even going down. It was just that the um, the like CEO of the um, of the company that sponsored the show um, for whatever that drug was that sponsored the show. Oh yeah, he was like, "That's not the kind of face that we want," you know, selling our product. Right. And um, which 
was like probably it came down to like an anti-semitic thing Mm -hmm. because um what he ends up discovering is that there's a pattern of uh like a jewish person being on and like doing well but then uh like a non-jewish person person comes on after them yeah Yeah. and Uh, then and then makes more money right so and the reason that that happens is because they're everyone is given the answers that's the yeah the thing. game is rigged the game is rigged yeah so yeah. they decide who wins and who loses and when because they give the answers to these questions which makes sense because these questions were insanely difficult yeah it's like how could anyone know these things yeah but yeah so basically they get this guy played by um ralph Fiennes, rafe rafe yeah to um as the replacement champion and basically it, it follows what happens when the plot sort of unravels and it has martin scorsese in it yeah and acting. he's the yeah and he's he that the, executive yeah of the drug company yeah or? the drug okay. company yeah. so he's executive of the drug company and then there's another guy who's the executive of the um of nbc of the network and you yeah. see him sort of and then there's also david pamer who's always good um mm-hmm. and he was the he's like the producer of the show and then there's also um, Hank Azaria, who's one of the producers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're the producers together, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and so also, they're kind of like the two major characters, and they kind of play off each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not the main characters, but they, they're they two of, of the major characters that play off each other, in the, mm-hmm. and they, they're the ones that kind of are, have the direct hand in rigging the show. Yeah. And also um, Rob Morrow is in it as... Uh, like he's in a congressional oversight department, mm-hmm. and he is the one that's investigating the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's he's really a lot good. Of time with with Ray Fine's character. Yes, the tension yeah. between those two could cut it with a knife. Sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And. Then, yeah. Yeah, there are a whole bunch of people in this movie. Um, yeah. Also, there are... Callista Flockhart has one line. She's um, Allie McBeal. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> she was in Brothers and Sisters. Did you watch that show? No. No? Okay. Um, yeah, really, Allie McBeal is, like, the big thing. It was, like, a big show in the 90s uh, by David E. Kelly, who now writes all of Big Little Lies. Ah. But David E. Kelly is like a big deal from all of television history. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah, so there were a lot, like everyone, everyone, everyone was in this movie. Yeah. Including? Including our very own Ethan Hawke. Yes. So we have to set up what the context of his appearance. There's, yeah. so the, the Ray Fine's dad, the yes. character- is he's a, a professor mm-hmm, at Columbia. Yeah, and Ray Fiennes is also, he's like on he's the an way. Instructor. He's instructor. Yeah, on track to becoming a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this conversation where basically he tells his dad that he's been given the answers. Yeah. And, or well, he says, I've been given the questions. He, he tries to like make this moral mm-hmm. distinction between being given the questions and looking them up yourself and being given the answers. Um, but either way, he's been he's been cheating. complicit in this cheating. And uh, so there's a scene between them where they're standing in his dad's classroom and they're having this conversation about him cheating. Yeah. And before 
so of course they're alone having that conversation before they're alone they classroom is the class is ending everyone is leaving the class and one of the students who's leaving is is ethan hawk yes and so he asks a question on his way out of the class and we're gonna play that clip for you now yeah don quixote is life I still don't see how, how this old guy with a, with, a, with a horse and a fat old sidekick can think he's a knight. It means if you want to be a knight, act like a knight. Okay. Act like a knight? You act like a knight. I am a knight. That's it. That's it. That's his <laughs> That's entire the whole appearance. appearance. Yeah. So now you know why we couldn't do a whole episode just about the quiz show. Yeah, but I thought it was a great movie. I, I, I did too. The, the story itself, the actual... I didn't realize it was based on historical events mm-hmm. until the end. Um, these are real people. It all happened. And uh, it's it's just fascinating stuff. Robert Redford is great. Yeah, he's, he's not a great it, director. But he's, he's... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check out Quiz Show if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Can and, I talk a little bit about that scene, though? Sure. Um, so I just thought it was interesting that it, the conversation, that brief exchange between the professor and Ethan Hawke was um, Ethan Hawke, who's credited in this film as Don Quixote student. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really interesting that that conversation was about what it means to be a knight. Uh-huh. Because one of the books that Ethan Hawke has written is called Rules for Being a Knight, I think, or Rules for mm. a Knight. Yeah. So, which is kind of like a handbook about how to be a knight told through the lens of this fictional ancestor that he created mm-hmm. who was a knight. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke kind of has like a, a thing about knights mm-hmm. um, in general. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so it's it's interesting that this is like so early in his career. And that, yeah, because that book came out like what, a couple years ago or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did this interview with Jimmy Fallon where he where he talks about the book. Mm-hmm. And it's described as like a part self-help, part parenting guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically he uses notes to explain life rules to children. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't really want to get too much into rules for a night, though, because I think we're going to talk about it at some point. Sure, yeah. So... I'm not going to play that clip. I didn't watch it, so I didn't know what it was about, but now that I saw it... I think I've actually seen it, so... Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Should we talk about... um... Oh, did I tell you? Uh, My boss sent me a a video of uh, an interview, an Ethan Hawke interview today, because he just thinks this is so funny that we're doing this. Shouts out to my employer, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sending that interview. It It was good. Nice. It was a Rolling Stone interview. Oh, okay. Was naturally. it like written out or was it a video? No, it was a video. I think I might have. I think I might have seen it before, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've consumed so much Ethan Hawke content that it's all blurring together. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Should we talk about White Fang too? The myth of the White Wolf. Sure. I yeah. really want to just say the whole title every time I say it. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's a more consequential character in this one, Ethan Hawke, because he's reprising his role. Yes, as Jack, Jack Conroy. Conroy, which is the character he played in White Fang One, mm-hmm. pre Myth, No White Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Wolf. Yeah. And he, in this one, he has given, gifted. Yes. The 
White Fang. Mm-hmm. To, as well as his, his stake, like his land. Yeah. To a friend. Yes. <laughs> named, uh, oh, okay. Named, I uh, Sorry, guys. What's his, what's his name? Henry. Henry, yeah. I think he has a last name. Henry but I can't Casey. Remember. Henry Casey, yeah. yeah. Wow. I remembered. Yeah. Because uh, that one scene where, um, the, like, tribe leader is like, Henry Casey. Casey Henry, a strange name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the first scene of the movie is is Ethan Hawke. That's the only shot we have of him in the entire movie. Yeah, it's a whole, he's, all of him. Yeah, he's writing a letter, and he says, you know, here's this, here's White Fang, look after him. Uh, despite everything we've been through in White Fang 1, um, we don't, he just gives up his dog. <laughs> yeah, well, we can just, I'll just play that, <coughs> I'll play that clip now. I'll sure, to give water. you a cough break. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Dear Henry, all I can think about is White Fang and Alaska. Alex, Belinda, and I continue the repairs in the hotel and we'll reopen soon. I apologize again for leaving you in the lurch, but after seeing the destruction caused by the earthquake, I now understand why they were so desperate for my help. In truth, though, my heart is with White Fang, and I will return to the claim as soon as possible. Thanks again for taking care of him. Or is he taking care of you? By the time this letter reaches you, the ice will have thawed and you will have survived your first Alaskan winter. Did you stand it all right? Spring is a great time for adventures with White Fang. Let him run, Henry. Let him guide you. He always knows the way. Your friend, Jack. And that's it. That's it. That's all of him for the whole movie. It's just the opening scene. Yeah. And then we're just with Henry Casey for the rest of the movie. Who is like kind of looks like. Yeah, he's Ethan. like a like a B Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no offense to Scott Barstow. Yeah, so they they get a guy that kind of looks like Ethan Hawke to play Henry Casey who Ethan Hawke has had look after him have have had look after White Fang. And the movie follows him and White Fang, and the plot isn't really about White Fang, because White Fang no, won... he's gone for a lot of the movie. Yeah, they get separated in a in a uh, skiing, not skiing, water, like a water river rafting, river rafting scenario accident. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know, end up getting reunited. But the plot of White Fang 1 was basically about White Fang. Like, yeah. White Fang gets kidnapped. They have to rescue White Fang. Or, like, what you see White Fang growing up. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's about the dog. Like, there's the confrontations with the villains are about White Fang. Um, so the focus is entirely, is largely on White Fang. But in White Fang 2, the plot is, White Fang is basically cursory to the plot. Like, he's not really that he does stuff and he's in a lot of the movie, but he's not really 
it's not really about him necessarily yeah it's really about um henry casey and the tribe that kind of takes him in and um alfred molina who is the villain yeah and uh doc ock yeah and uh who's who's the girl that plays oh her name is uh charmaine something uh, Charmaine Craig. Yeah, I looked her up. She's apparently like a professor and a novelist. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah. I, yeah. She's she's pretty. Yeah, awesome. she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. Um, but it felt like like the moment I saw her, I was like, oh, this is the plot of the movie. Like they're going to get together. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as like when I saw that girl wolf and I was like, oh, this is the <laughs> subplot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. White Fang is going to get with this girl wolf. Yeah. 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 Um, and surprise, surprise, they end up together. Yeah. Uh, um, in in the cases. Roger Ebert review of this movie, it's he says something like, um, this is about a boy and his dog and their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then he gave it three out of four stars. I can't get into it. It's too upsetting to me. Yeah. Like, this movie was not even as good as the first White Fang, and I yeah. wasn't, like, crazy about the first White Fang. Yeah, but it was definitely very dramatic. The, the, basically, the plot is that uh, his... So the tribe... Alfred Molina is basically starving the tribe because he's trying to get access to the gold yes and so he's he's like a priest and everything's like oh he's just a nice guy but he's actually bad dude he's He's like gold is my religion (laughs) and uh and so the caribou that that the uh native americans hunt to feed themselves have been blocked off because they usually come through a certain pass during the season, and the path the pass is blocked off by the mining efforts, mm. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and also I think maybe they might also be intentionally corralled by Alfred Molina, and he's using a group, a bunch of natives, like against their will to to yeah. mine for him. Uh, and this plot is uncovered by. Mr. Henry Casey mm-hmm. and his his gal Lily. That's her name, right? Yes. And yeah, that's kind of what the the what the movie's about. Yeah. Um. What I interesting trivia about this movie is that Stephen Dorff was offered the role of Henry Casey and he turned it down. Do you know who Stephen Dorff is? No. He played um, Stuart Sutcliffe of the original Beatles in the movie Backbeat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, he was really, that. He's, that's a great performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he also was in uh, the Sofia Coppola film Somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, what was, we were watching something recently where someone, like, it was probably 30 Rock, like, Grizz or .com, like, doing movie reviews or something from when Tracy was in, like, he was pretending to be in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of them says, like, uh, for a movie called Somewhere, it really went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that was 30 Rock. And, yeah, it yeah, must have been. It sounds yeah. like something we would say. I think it was 30 Rock, yeah. But I don't think that movie came out that long ago, though. I don't know. Anyway. It might not have been about that movie. It might have been about a different movie called No, Sunbar. well, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Um, 
I mean, I think by this point it's pretty recent or relatively recent because we've watched seven, six seasons or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's possible. It came out in 2010. I'm just old. Okay. Yep. That was it. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So, it's Juliana Hatfield 3 video. I don't want to... Are, are we done talking about... Oh, I was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why thanks? Um, I don't yeah. know. What do, you, do you have more to say? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was just my trivia fact. I had one trivia. Nice. Steven Dorf. Yeah. Yep. I can check for another trivia. Oh, who directed yeah. it, by the way? Ken Olin. I said, you quizzed oh, me at okay. the beginning, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. had an answer. My bad. Oh, it was also Jed, the wolf's last film. Was... was and I do believe it was, was it the, the same, same wolf. wolf. Oh, okay. Yeah. He looked kind of different. I think he was just old. Sometime He's like fur looked like it was a different color. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe he just like grew more. Mm-hmm. Like he was hairier in this one than he was mm-hmm. in the first one. Maybe. Yep. Needed a trim. So I'm a little weary of playing all of the audio from this video. Yeah. I'll play a little snippet. Like I'll play the first 30 seconds of it because that's I think like legally what we can get away with. <sighs> yeah. Um, And then we can just like talk about it, you and I. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Spin the Bottle by Juliana Hatfield 3. Yeah, and it was released as, I guess, the video is promotional for Reality Reality Bites. Bites. Because it appears in the movie, is that right? I think so. I don't remember when. Yeah, me either. um, Maybe just a short part. Yeah. But Ben Stiller directed this video, and the video splices some clips from... From the movie. From the movie, and then also Ethan Hawke is actually in the video. Yeah. And he... And so it's like a party with some young people. And they're spinning the bottle. Yeah, they're playing spin the bottle. And they're just so crazy. And they're running around and having a good time. They're throwing a ball at each other. (sighs) Uh, And then there's one part where there's like a guy spins the bottle and it lands on a guy. Yeah. And And that part is the bridge where she's saying in the closet. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun. And um, and then Ethan Hawke's like, oh, okay, yeah. And then they, the two of them, go to kiss each other. Yeah, um, yeah. It would have been wild if it was Ethan Hawke as one of the guys that was yeah. kissing, but it was not. Yeah, I don't think he's ever played a gay character. I think. Well, we'll see. And we'll see. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not not a judgment. Sometimes it just doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do think there there was an interview with him once where he was talking about uh, River Phoenix because he often talks about River Phoenix because yeah. they were friends. Um, but he was talking about how like how like brave he thought it was that he did um, My Own Private Idaho where he played a gay character mm-hmm. um, because especially because at the time it would have been like the nineties, right? So um, like he was saying that like in the nineties like he wouldn't have. Like, he would have been afraid to do that. Right. Um, but because River Phoenix has, like, so established, you know. 
I mean, even for him, it was a bold move, but um, yeah. But he was kind of like able to maintain his like heartthrob persona. Who else was in that movie? Mount Private Idaho. Yeah. Keanu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. They're just a couple of cuties together. Keanu's man, he's been at it for so long. Yeah. It's gonna be our next show. The Keanu Chronicles. Keanu Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there are any because Keanu we're in a, we're in a Keanu sans, you know. We are. I wonder if there are any other Keanu casts. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but he deserves it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd watch him do a Speed Four or whatever if he wanted to do that in the next couple of years. Speed Four. Yeah. Was there a three? Was there no I don't three? I think so. I think there was oh, just Speed two. and Speed Two. Speed and Speed Two. Speed Two is a boat. Oh, it's a boat. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. But speed is great. Yeah. Classic action film. Yeah. I don't um, know how they would do another speed movie. I mean, the next logical step is like a plane. A plane yeah. But I don't think that that's a great, like, I don't know. That's... They've done plane movies since no, 9 I know. Yeah. Like, no, have they? Snakes on a plane. Yeah. But that's, but that's like kind of different. It's different. Yeah, it's different than a movie Samuel about a Jackson. bomb on a plane. Yeah. I guess that's true, but I don't think Speed 2 is about a bomb. Oh, I haven't seen Speed I th- 2. I've oh, only seen the okay, first one. yeah. I think that Speed 2 is about I think the I remember the boat cra- <laughs> The boat crashes into the shore. Uh-huh. And then it like it's really time. The boat crashes <laughs> into the shore of like the dock and then it's like the 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 town is like right by the dock mm-hmm. so it's like really kind of dangerous and it's like splitting the dock and everyone's like oh no but I, yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't know if there is a bomb or not that might not have been the the premise i don't remember that seems really weird that they would make a sequel to speed and that it wouldn't have the same basic idea that there is a bomb and he has to keep going to keep the bomb like, <laughs> well arguably that should the, be the entire is just going fast yeah, I know, but it just kind of feels I, yeah. like... Now, now I have to look it up. Yeah. Let's see. Speed 2 Cruise Control is what it's called. Uh, we could do a Patreon series where we do Keanu movies. That could just be our Patreon. Uh, okay, 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 okay. As they... Oh, Sandra Bullock is in it. Was she in the first one? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, cruise oh, Willem Contro- Dafoe is in it. Sorry. Does he play the bad guy? Probably. Yes, yeah. Dude, a Willem Dafoe podcast would be so fun. Oh, we could do that. We'd have to watch Platoon, though. So. <laughs> but. You could make it. I could. He's He is good in that movie. I think, I mean, it's a lot of great performances in that movie. It's just the movie I can, like, have a hard time watching. Yeah, so, okay. Cruise Control follows couple Annie, played by Bullock, and Alec, played by Patrick. No, Alex, played by Jason Patrick. Oh, I can't read. <laughs> Vacationing. Wait, does it not have... Maybe Keanu isn't in Speed 2. Keanu's not in Speed 2. Holy shit. This is like white fake too. Okay. <laughs> uh, cruise Control follows couple Andy Bullock and Alex, played by Patrick. Vacationing in the Caribbean aboard a luxury cruise ship hijacked by a villain named Geiger, played by Defoe. As they are trapped aboard the ship, Annie and Alex work with the ship's first officer to try to stop it after they discover it is programmed to crash into an oil tanker. Uh, yeah, it's a deeply silly movie. Hmm. Uh, 
Jason Patrick. What do I know him from? Mm, nothing I've seen, but he's done some things. Rush. The Lost Boys. The Losers. The Alamo. Um, yeah, so that's Speed 2. Um, so Speed, uh, what were we talking about? Juliana Hatfield? How did we get to, <laughs> how did we get to? Oh, cause we were talking about how we were, uh, um, uh, Ethan Hawke not playing a gay character, River Phoenix, oh, uh, by on private Idaho, yeah. Keanu Reeves, Speed, Speed 2. Yeah. So, um, cool. Yeah. So what do we think of this music video? Oh yeah. yeah we got to say cute. what happens in it. He... Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's we did wearing, talk about it. Yeah. We, we didn't mention what he was wearing. He's wearing a black turtleneck under, like, a leather, like a leather blazer. Yeah. It's, and he's, like, looking all, like, ooh, I'm, like, hot stuff. Yeah, he's, like, mysterious. Like, oh, yeah. And then, in the end, he's making out with... Uh, Juliana Hatfield. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so, at the very end, they're making they out. Like, they are just, like, kiss. They're kissing, yeah. They're, but they're, like, like, lying on the floor, on the floor in different directions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they lean in and kiss. It's yeah, cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it. Yeah. Did you ever play Spin the Bottle? No. I was. Who would have invited me to that? I don't know. I guess I could have in college. Yeah. Did we not? No. We we just had like we would just make out with people. Oh, okay. There was no like game involved. It was just like everyone was making out with in, each other. Yeah, indiscriminate making out. Yeah, and that's how we got mono. That is how we got mono. And strep. And strep. Yeah. Yeah, I was coughing blood for four days. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I think you had it worse than me. I think I did, yeah. And then yeah. I... Uh, maybe that's part of my throat problems is that I never, like, recovered oh, no. from the... I mean, I don't think that the mono stayed in there. I just think that maybe the co- coughing up blood for four days wasn't good for me. Um, yeah. So kids, you know, be careful in (laughs) college. Uh, I mean, you know. It's worth it. (laughs) I I wouldn't say it's worth it, but I just don't think it's worth it to, like, worry too much about mono. Yeah. Like, you get... Yeah, it's just mono. It's very easy to get mono. Like, you can get it from, like, you know, sharing sharing spoons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So that's Spin the Bottle. I've never... Have you played Spin the Bottle? Um, I... No... Upon reflection, I guess not, because I think it would have been with the, you in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Someone left their phone on vibrate. Um. Yeah. No, I think in high school I would just just uh. Again, like just kind of indiscriminately making out with people. So. Yeah. Yep. We didn't need bottles. Yeah. Just made out with whoever we wanted to. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? In high school, I mean. Oh, I, I didn't know you in high school. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is I wasn't, like, invited to things where I would have... I was not invited to any parties of any sort. Mm. Um, but I didn't need to be, because I had good friends, like Giovanni, friend of the show. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, I guess you weren't really that close with Jorge Verón Cheesy, friend of the show. No, we, we were friends in high school, for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that. That is that. Um, how long have we been talking here? Uh, 59 minutes and 17 seconds. Great. I think, uh, I mean, we could stop or... Yeah, you always forget about Hawk Facts, though. Oh, I do. I'm sorry. It's because it's Every like... Every single time. Well, it's because it's not my responsibility. And it hurts. I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad that we left, out, left off on Juliana Hatfield because... <gasps> 
My hawk fact is Hatfield related. Caca. Um, <laughs> it's really a stretch here, but Hatfield is the name of a town in where is this place? Hold on, Hampshire County. What I don't know what state this is. Oh, what a mountain somewhere New Englandy. This is a terrible website. About us. Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I could fill for time talk a little bit about Spermcast some more. Um, Springfield. Oh, Western Massachusetts. Oh, okay, I won't fill for time then. All right. Uh, so this news comes to us from WWLP. Western Massachusetts. And... So, uh, Hatfield in Western, did I say West Massachusetts? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so this story comes to us courtesy of 22newswwlp.com in the town of Hatfield in Hampshire County. The headline is Hatfield Police Rescue Hawk Stuck in Car Grill. Officers in Hatfield rescued a hawk Sunday after it became stuck in the grill of a car. Incredible. According to the Hatfield Police Department, officers were called to Straits Road to help remove the bird who'd been stuck to the grill after being struck by a car. Police said officers were able to free the bird with the tools kept in their police cruiser. The red-tailed hawk was placed in the care of the of a wild bird reha- uh, rehab program and is expected to make a full recovery. So, uh, this when was the story published? July 9th, 2018. So that oh. bird is probably happily flying around by now. If it's still alive, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so there you go. That's my hawk <laughs> fact. Do you know the life expectancy of a hawk? No, I don't. Let's, let's look that up. Not to take away from a future hawk fact, but I'm just curious. 10 to 15 years. Hmm. Okay, so it could still be alive. Yeah, depending on how old it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my hawk fact. Hatfield-related hawk fact. So thanks to WWLP.com, West Massachusetts leader in local news. Nice. Well, how do we um, feel about Ethan Hawke's performances in these? uh... Yeah, uh, I feel like his performance in Quiz Show show was reminiscent of uh, Waterland. Where he's a slightly disaffected student. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this is silly. Yeah. 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 Blah. And then a knight. I'm a knight. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, I think we're diminishing our chances of getting Ethan Hawke on the show no, by making I'm fun sorry. of him. Ethan Hawke, we love episode. you. Come on the show. We, yeah. you know, we tease with love. Yeah, this comes from a place of love. Yeah, we wouldn't like watch all of his movies if we didn't <laughs> deeply care about him, you know? Yeah. Um, also, can I just say one thing about Quiz Show that sure. I forgot to note earlier? Um, that his line was like weirdly ADR'd mm-hmm. on top of him. So like, if you look like his mouth is moving, not at the same time as the words. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not, you know, his, his delivery of the line was fine and his like physical acting was fine. They just didn't time up exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then his performance in... White Fang 2? White Fang 2, Myth of the White Wolf. Myth of the White Wolf is he doesn't speak 
only it's only in voiceover. So it's him writing a letter, and you hear his voice as he's writing this letter. Yeah, and that's and he's just like looking down at the page as he's writing. Mm -hmm. We do get to see his handwriting because he is actually writing the letter. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'll share that on the gram sometime. (laughs) Yeah, and then that's kind of it. And it's just his voice, and he sounds very Ethan Hawkey. And then the last thing is him in a video, music video, where he's just kind of like being all smooth and stuff, given the eyebrows and whatnot. Yeah, I kind of feel like he was playing himself, you know, but like a you know like a character. But a reality bites. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but I don't think he was Troy necessarily. I think he was like something between Troy and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, 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 because Troy is like bizarre world ethan hawk yeah also where it's like, like all of the same characteristics like a lot of the same characteristics of ethan hawk mm-hmm. but like just deeply assholeish version yeah yeah whereas because ethan hawk like, like our you know our our hero uh, <laughs> says like you know he says all this like literary stuff and like yeah he talks about existentialism but seems to be like a nice dude yeah whereas and... troy is just a dick yeah so I think that's why, because I, I mentioned this in uh, in the Reality Bites episode where people, where there was that interview he did where he talked about like how people hated him because yeah because of Troy. Uh, I think in part because it's his breakout and in part because Troy is kind of like not, you know, he's enough, he's close enough to a real person to hate. You know, it's not like he's playing like uh, Lex Luthor or something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's, it's. Ooh, he should. I can't imagine him bald. Yeah, it would be hard, but I, I think, I, I, I don't know. I think he would be a good Lex Luthor. I'd like to see him in a. I'd like to see him in a comic book, like a franchise movie, at some point. Yeah. You know, as a villain. Even though he's spoken ill of them. Yeah, I'd still like to see him do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So maybe when they finally figure out how to make Superman work, he could be Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Well, if he wants to have one good film in every genre, he's got to do a superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he was, yeah, I think he was, he did as much as he could in the limited time that he had. I yeah. Think, in all three of those pieces. Yeah. Yep. Everything's fine. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Are we recording? Yeah. We are. Okay, well, hey, guys. So here's what happened. A couple days ago, we recorded that episode about, uh, well, you would have just heard all of it, um, about the 1994 projects that Ethan Hawke did. And we thought we were going to do a whole separate episode about the movie Floundering because uh, we didn't do our research and we thought that he was going to be a bigger part of the movie, or at least I thought so, because he's really big on the poster. Um, but he actually only has one two-minute scene, very similar to the other movies we talked about. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about it now. Postscript! Make some noise! So, yeah, so we're going to talk about floundering now uh, and just cut it in. Yeah. Cut it in, cut it in. Okay, so I'm going to play the scene now. Oh, we're not going to set up oh, we what could the set it up. about? Or? Yeah, 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 we could set it up, sure. Because I think he doesn't appear right in the beginning. So no, that's it's true. Kind of... Okay, why don't you set it up? 
Okay, so floundering is, and this is according to Wikipedia. A great source. Floundering is a 1994 comedy film set in the aftermath of the Los Angeles riots of 1992. The film was directed and written by Peter McCarthy, starring James LaGrosse, with appearances by John Cusack, Ethan Hawke, and Lisa Zane, as well as Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had a spit take there for comedy film. Yeah. I don't know about that. It was I I feel like it was intended to be like a kind of sharp satire. Yeah. But it didn't hit that sharp part. No. So it didn't actually even hit the satire part. Not really. So I I understand like I can totally get what the intention was. Yeah. And what they were aiming for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think it reached that comedy satire bent. Really? If it had been what they were aiming for, it's the kind of thing that I would like. Yeah. But they didn't get there. No, they really didn't. Uh, so basically, this movie is about a guy who's just a regular dude, and he's... He's unemployed. He's unemployed. He's like maybe 30 or so. Yeah. And he's 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 just having a day. Yeah. He's living in Venice, um, and... As Jonathan mentioned, Beach. it's yeah, California. Yes, Venice, Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> so, and as Jonathan mentioned, it's um, shortly after the riots or resistance or rebellion, depending on how you characterize it. I had like a whole class where we talked about that mm. in college. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and he's just really having uh, like an anxiety depression identity crisis yeah he's also having these weird dreams yeah um and but a lot of it is is focused around you know i don't know i think like a like a helplessness uh in his personal life but also in like you know looking at what's going on in los angeles at the time like there's uh yeah. you know a woman that collects the recycling that he's friendly with and he's like why can't she own her own business but then he gets really maniacal about the whole thing and he has this kind of like fantasy of all the things that it would take for her to own her own business and so it's just kind of that like obsessiveness that obsessive like anxiety that I think is really going on with him and that's pretty much the whole thing like everything he does is characterized by his like obsessiveness yeah, and it's spliced, the movie's spliced together with like some surreal dream sequences where it's like he's talking to his dead parents. Because basically throughout the movie, he's seeing these, uh, this news coverage of just things around the LA riots. And it's mostly what he's seeing on TV is mostly the police chief, the fictitious police chief, mm-hmm. uh, who's like this insanely over the top. Um, guy who's like all about using as much brute force as possible yeah and then there are some scenes where the guy the police chief is talking to the main character through the tv and so there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like these sort of surreal scenes where you're like oh is this really happening but a lot of it's like his own mind and stuff like that uh including a scene where he attempts to or he comes up with a plan not really a plan but he wants to try to kill the police chief Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and there's a scene, uh, there's Billy Bob Thornton is in this movie. There's, he like, is, a bunch of, yeah. like, famous people in this movie that appear for, like, singular 
mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah, because the whole movie is kind of like vignettes of his uh, day. Basically. Yeah, well, I think it's it's over a few days. Um, I don't know. You that don't it think is. so? I think it's basically because there's that whole it's um, the day and then the nighttime. That's when he does the he does he smokes crack. I think it's over the course of two days. Okay. I think it's like the day, and then the night. Yeah, and then he and then he finally gets back to his apartment. He changes into the suit, and then he kidnaps that woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because th- for most of the movie, he's like wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think most of the movie takes place in one day. Yeah. And then there's a little bit that happens after, okay. where he goes to like Vegas and stuff. I think anyway. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, we did also, I'm going to note, we watched this movie over the course of two days. We watched the first half and then uh, went to a lovely birthday dinner for Jonathan's sister, Gabby, uh, at Cantor's, which was fun. And then uh, we finished watching it today. Yeah. Um, It's a kind of hard movie to watch, I'm going to say, because I think that Again, this is part of, like, how the satire didn't really land. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff about race in this movie mm-hmm. that I think maybe in 94 it would have uh, been easier or, you know, made more sense. But now, watching it now, um, 25 years later, it's just really hard to see, like, this white guy just like obsessively responding to the LA riots Mm -hmm. in the way that he does. Yeah. I think that was kind of one of my big problems. Yeah. And also his, his sort of his character doesn't really make a ton of sense. Yeah. Like, I think they were going for like a morally conflicted Travis Bickle type thing. And Mm -hmm. they landed on like a guy who's just not written in any sort of coherent way yeah and there's it's a really talky movie yeah like it's non-stop talking there's a lot of like his voiceover and stuff like that and yeah mm-hmm. and th- there's all these sort of philosophical um moments where he's talking about basically everything but a lot of it does come through as just sort of platitudes it does feel like like a movie that was like you know made inspired by the sort of um, taxi driver style or like mm-hmm. plus do the right thing plus you yeah know, like something like that but yeah, it just yeah. doesn't really do those things it um, did not do the right thing no it did not do the right thing <laughs> yeah yeah the sort of like takes place over the span of a short period of time sort of like do the right thing it's like meditations on race but it's like not just doesn't doesn't go where it ought to go so mm-hmm it's unfortunate, but our uh, hero, Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has a brief, roughly two-minute scene in this movie. He plays the main character's brother, yeah. and he's sort of he's, I central say... to the plot because um, he, the main character is trying to get $3,000 so that his brother can stay in rehab. Yeah, I uh, think his brother is schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he uh, has just, you know, it's it's a voluntary uh, treatment center where he's been staying. So he walks out and they just let him walk out. Um, and that's kind of where we meet them, meet him. Yeah, yeah. He comes to find him and then basically asks him why he left the program. 
Yeah, I'm gonna play that scene right now. Jimmy, why'd you leave the program? Because they were all assholes. They didn't like me, they weren't nice. They ganged up on me, they wanted to drive me insane, but they were the insane ones. So... It's a wonder I lasted there as long as I did. That's what I'd really like to know. You know, I must have really been out of it. Come on, don't do that. Get the fuck away from me, man! All right. Get the fuck away, you're the devil! You're the devil, you're evil. I'm the devil. Yes, yes you are. You got it made. You sold your soul, that's why. Didn't you? I don't think you know what you're saying. I'm your brother. You hired people to watch me, man. They bugged my room. I heard them there all last night. They tape everything I say, and I won't let anybody brainwash me. Nobody's gonna brainwash me. I am who I am, and if you don't like it, you can take a flying fuck, okay? I can't believe that you would be so sneaky. I, I can't. People want to make me so paranoid. Why? They 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 come into my room and they, they fuck around with my stuff and then they deny it, huh? I, I walk into a store and they change the music. Don't you think I'm gonna notice that? Don't you think? I mean, what do they think I'm stupid? They think I'm not gonna know that? I mean, just just tell me why, and then everything would be okay, and and then I wouldn't get so freaked out. I don't think you can guess other people's motives. Yeah, yeah. you're trying you're trying to understand. Yeah, I am trying. Yeah, to yeah. Understand. Well, you're misunderstanding. All right, don't you see that it's all calculated? Huh? What's calculated? That it's all calculated. This, this going to a, to a hospital and detoxing and, 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 and trying to figure out who you are, it's, it's, it's not going to stop whoever it is from trying to torture me. You're torturing yourself, Jimmy. in my ear they tell me stuff and and I'm not gonna change I'm not gonna change not for nobody not for nobody no how not ever not ever those fuckers can go to fucking hell it hurts doesn't it well fuck I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry don't do it I broke this Jimmy back to the clinic. His blood pressure was 60 over 40. He'd smoked two grams of ice. So that's it? Yeah. How, um, how long was that? Just a couple minutes, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I think it was like three or four minutes. Okay. Like yeah. three minutes. Yeah. So um, I felt like this scene was from a completely different movie. Like, or not exactly, but I feel like Ethan Hawke was just really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a great performance from him. We've never really seen him do something like that. Yeah, I true. was actually thinking rewatching it this time that the closest thing I've seen him do to that up to this point is in Dead Poets Society when Robin Williams makes him like come up with a poem on the spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of the closest thing 
right. that we've seen where he's like trying kind of like reaching for words mm-hmm. you know um yeah that was, that was definitely the most captivating scene of the movie yeah yeah i thought it was really good yeah and i could kind of like leave the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah what did you have any thoughts about what i don't know whatever his hair was long his hair was long yeah i think he's been chilling in 94 yeah yeah i thought it was kind of interesting to see ethan hawk play a character that's kind of like out of control yeah because i feel like in most of his movies like he's kind of in command of what's going on with him Mm -hmm. with his life so like you know explorers he's on a mission to go to space right uh dead poet society he's growing as a person but you know he you know i don't know he's 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 soft-spoken and focused mm-hmm. in that movie oh dad dad like he's very sure of himself like what he what he wants to do like he wants to go live in mexico with his friends but he also wants to be around for his grandfather he's very sure white fang yeah white fang he's uh, again, he's like growing, learning, but by the end of the movie, is like very knowledgeable and steadfast, and like he's never really, you know, unsure of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, mystery date, mystery date. He's like posing as someone else, but um, I don't know. Anyway, I just feel that he's like generally played a character that's very in control and self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this was a different kind of part for him. Yeah. Even though it was a small part, but yeah, very short appearance. Mm-hmm. Good observation. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of. I mean, do we need to talk about anything else? Um, no, I guess not. Um, yeah, no. Well, thank you guys. Um, sorry this was so choppy and weird, but it was perfectly normal. Yeah, we got it all no in. No one even noticed. No one even noticed. You're right. Um, now I'm going to cut back to where we say goodbye from our first recording of this episode. Yeah. All right. We were supposed to have uh, a guest on this one. Yeah. And then he got sick, which was sort of unfortunate at first and then worked out because we didn't want to do a whole episode about that movie yeah for a variety of reasons but we'll say the most important of which being that ethan Hawke was not a major character in it yeah and i we might i just yeah i was looking through the list i don't think we're gonna get to another movie where ethan Hawke has such a small role again except for maybe like that one episode of alias he's in mm-hmm. but um but yeah i think that this like series of 1994 projects where he just kind of hopped in and did a scene um it's like really the only time where we're gonna see that yeah but who knows we could run into another one later where we book a cool guest and we're like oh yeah come on for this movie (laughs) uh and uh, we have nothing to talk about but we'll see that's all the fun and adventure of podcasting yeah yeah okay well thanks guys love you well, uh, I've been Harper. You can find me on Instagram at harpingabout. And uh, in pop culture, 
Oh, something you're enjoying. Spermcast. I watched the first... I'm not going to talk about Spermcast again. Jonathan's so annoyed because in the two, three weeks we've been off the air, I've been binging Spermcast, and that's all I can talk about. <laughs> um, Molly, we love you. Come on the show. Um, but, yeah, what was it? Oh, I watched... I am not done yet, so please no one spoil it for me, but Stranger Things Season 3, mm-hmm. I started it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan's daughter, Maya... Ethan Hawke's daughter, Maya Hawke. Oh, yeah. She plays Robin, and she mm-hmm. is real fun in the first two episodes so far. She works at an ice cream shop with Steve, and I'm all about it. That's great. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to finish it and uh, share my thoughts when I'm done. Nice. Yeah. Where can people find you, and what have you been enjoying, Jonathan? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at John Zavaleta. That's J-O-N-Z-A-V-A-L-E-T-A. Uh, one more time, that's J-O-N-Z-A-V-A-L-E-T-A, Z as in zebra, A as in apple, V as in Victor, A as in apple, L as in lemur, E as in egg, T as in tiger, A as in apple, and then John is just J-O-N, so that's J as in John, <laughs> O as in on, and N as in no. So that's John Zavaleta on Instagram. <laughs> uh, and I've been enjoying... Uh, um, what have I been enjoying? I'm reading a book right now. It's called The... The Hottest State. Intuitionist <laughs> by Colson Whitehead. Mm. And I've been reading The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting some interesting stuff there and i've been reading uh articles on the internet and that's i don't know if i've been listening to anything new music wise oh that new spoon song Mm, no bullet mm -hmm. spent yeah bang and tune check that out coming out with a greatest hits album Exciting. Which is kind of surprising, but also like I feel like if any band they have a lot of today albums. has earned it, I feel like it's Spoon. They've got a lot of hits. Yeah, probably the same amount as Keen when Keen put out their best of. Yeah, a they've of got years a ago. lot of hits. They've been working for twenty years or so, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've got a bunch of albums. They're hardworking, so I say Spoon, go forth, put out that greatest hits album. I just cop it on vinyl. Who knows? Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, you can uh, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hawkeye's Pod. Yeah. One E. One E. Share. Well, two E's. Two E's. Yeah. Two E's. There's an air. There's, <laughs> there's an E between K and Y. Yeah. That's the only E Sorry, between K and Hawkeye's Y. Sorry. It's Hawkeye's Pod. H. A W K E Y E S P O D. H as in hawk, A as in apple, W as in wing, K as in king, E as in egg, Y as in yes, E as in egg, S as in spelling, P as in podcast. <laughs> O as in orange, and D as in Deborah. Nice. 
Um, yeah, so you can follow us in all those places. Um, also, if you have been enjoying the show, we're going to ask you to do a couple things. One, if you could go and rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that's really how we could be discovered by new listeners. And um, also, if you could tell one or two friends that you are enjoying this show, and they might enjoy it too, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you have... Uh, what's happening? Nothing. With your face? What? Nothing. You made a face. Nothing. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. <laughs> uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Or talk to, talk to you next week. I won't see you, but bye. Hi again, it's me, post-production Harper. One more thing before you go, we're actually going to be taking next week off from posting an episode. We've officially made it through a decade of Ethan Hawke's career. Yay! So, to celebrate that, and also my birthday, we're taking next week off. But, we'll be back the week after that with our episode on Before Sunrise, so I think that'll be a lot of fun. Talk to you all then! This episode was produced by Harper Thompson and myself, Jonathan Zavaleta. It was edited by Harper Thompson, and our intro music, Hawk Song, is written and recorded by Connor Vance.